Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Jim Katzman. Jim, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. Excellent. Let's do this. Jim is an agent with Largo Financial Services, helping middle America families identify and resolve critical financial matters. I'm excited to have you on. Jim, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your professional background, and why you do what you do. Well, I served in the Air Force in public affairs for 25 years. Uh, my main occupation was writing and editing stories about people in the United States, Europe, and Asia. After retiring in 1999, I continued in public affairs as a consultant and as a federal civilian. In 2001, I also got life and health insurance licenses and have done business there as well. Uh, personally, my family and I live near Baltimore. Our kids are grown and our youngest being the resident computer geek in the basement. I'm also a member of our local Lions Club where I've been president, secretary, and in charge of publicity. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, our objective, my objective, our company's objective is to help, you know, get solutions for middle American families who are, you know, just like most of us are living paycheck to paycheck. Well, excellent, Jim. So talk to us a little bit about how you actually got into working with people and financial services in general. That That was actually more of an accident as opposed to an intent. Uh, I was uh, potentially going to be between jobs, and so I put my resume out, and uh, one of the companies said, hey, uh, come and see a presentation, uh, and I did. And I said, okay, we'd be interested. What do we need to do? And they said, well, you need to get a life and health insurance license. Okay, so I did that. That's back in January of 2001. And by March, I was licensed with life and health and uh, took it from there. So the I and the idea is to, you know, be able to uh, get with people, talk with them, uh, find out, you know, what their pain points are and, and, uh, help them so that they uh, aren't having to go again paycheck to paycheck and get right. you know get a little financial independence and breathing room so you started I'm sorry what was the uh, month in 2001 uh, it was January of 01 when I saw the presentation and like I said in March I was licensed in life and help got it how about that I started in, I started uh, I started in financial services in essentially June of 2001. So we've been at it for about the same amount of time. And I just saw it on your profile this morning, Jim, that you and I share the same birth date. So we, we, we have a lot in common. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, there you go. So anyway, so 17 years in um, with a ton of experience and helping, helping a lot of different people, you tell me a little bit about an area that, you think that if people made an improvement in would give them the greatest opportunity for uh, just general success? Well, in, in a nutshell, people need to save more. That, that would, that would be a big help. Uh, in an average American family, the husband and wife combined have about, 
if you can believe it, about $2 million passes through their hands in their lifetimes. And people say, well, how is that possible? I don't have $2 million. Well, if you and your wife have salaries of about 40000 each, uh, in a lifetime, that's a cumulative of $2 million. But, but yet, on average, there's only 60000 saved for retirement. That's on average. So it's tough to be a success in light of those kind of numbers. So the idea is, uh, you know, put a little something away as soon as possible, the sooner the better uh, for savings. So you have something for retirement and, you're, and, you know, get a little bit more peace of mind. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So over the course of a lifetime, a professional lifetime of working, you make two million bucks, but we're, we are somehow still living paycheck to paycheck. And so that just tells me that, to your point 100% that so many of us have a spending problem. So it's tough yep. to save money if if we're actually just spending all of it. So yep. Um well fair enough. So just so how how do you think people need to go about that? Is it just getting a recognition of hey, I'm I'm in a bad cycle here. I've I've I've, I've I have bad habits of spending every single dollar that I make. And I need to make a change. Um, people uh, don't. People don't generally know what they're spending, uh, and and that's understandable. You you know you don't you don't spend a good part of your day sitting back saying, oh well, six dollars went there or twenty went here, and you know the electric bill costs that much. You you don't normally tabulate that stuff. Uh, one of the things we do with one of our new programs is to, you know, have a worksheet and people can, you know, start filling in the blanks saying, well, how much do you spend on this? And this could be gas, could be groceries, can, can be tips, you know, something, something like that. And, you know, when you tally it up, it's a bit eye opening saying, oh, so this is why I don't have anything or only have a few bucks, or this is why I even have less than nothing because the cash flow is not there. So once we can, once they can see that, that's one thing, but what are you going to do about it? Well, one of the programs we have is uh, the object is to help people become debt free in nine years or less. And that's, uh, you know, a combination of getting their information and then finding how the products that we have can help mesh it up. And this works as programs we have for both individuals and business because businesses have debt, too, and they might not want to have debt. So especially with the new tax cuts and jobs act, uh, I don't this gets into an area that I don't know. And a lot of CPAs don't yet know what the effects are going to be, but it could well be that business write-offs that you've had in the past, you might not have in the future. What those are, I don't know. And if that's the case, I don't know for sure either. But again, that's up in the air. And again, uh, businesses especially need to get a grip on that. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to what you were talking about, how people aren't, necessarily paying close attention to what they're spending and if you actually did like like every good business should take an audit of of your financials on a daily weekly monthly and annual basis 
you might be pretty surprised with how much money you're just very casually and mindlessly spending. Um, and five bucks a day maybe doesn't seem like a lot, but obviously over the course of a year, that's an enormous amount of money. And if we're talking about just to use the numbers you were using, somebody making $40,000 a year, $1,000 here or $1,000 there can make all the difference between you being financially successful and you being not financially successful. So, Yeah, just 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 getting past the point of making ends meet. Exactly. You know, that's, a, that's a big step. Yeah, and, and the thing is, uh, uh, what you need to know is you don't have to save a massive amount of money today to have big amounts tomorrow. Uh, you know, every, you know, for instance, everyone should have an emergency fund and a general rule of thumb is that three to five months of net income is a good emergency fund, but you know, that's not going to appear overnight. So one, well, a couple of years ago and it said, Hey, at least put 2% of your net income, your take home pay into savings. Now that's not much. And, and the idea is that people won't miss 2% and I can go into a savings account or what have you help build up your emergency fund. And of course, if you aren't going to miss 2%, maybe once you get used to that, maybe you won't miss 3% or 4%. The idea is to, you know, build up a fund, but you know, put it there, but then have the discipline not to touch it unless it's a real emergency. So, uh, you know, coming and saying the ice cream trucks and let's, let's go, uh, get into the emergency fund because it's an emergency to keep the kids happy. No, that's not exactly <laughs> what an emergency fund is for. So, so you have to, you know, put it aside and, 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 you know, not mess with it, but you know, you have to have a discipline and not to, you know, to actually do it and then discipline not to get into it unless an emergency and an emergency means an emergency. Right. And I, 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 I love and require and embrace self-discipline and, and I hope that everybody has it and continues to work to get better at it. But the first thing that people need to do is actually have a plan because self-discipline without any direction is, you know, it, it just, it's valuable, but it's not going to be as good in, unless you actually have an actual plan that you can, like you're talking about, understand your spending, understand if you're spending too much, understand if you have money to be able to go and, and get ice cream for the kids, whatever it might be. So talk about people who are maybe they're 30 years old and you know they've accumulated a little bit of debt. What's, what's the starting point for where they are right now to becoming more financially successful? Well, you need to first, you know, admit that you that you're in debt. You know, some people may have debt, but not classified as such. I mean, they may not see debt, you know, a, a balance on their credit card as being debt. Mm. Uh, it is, but but they may not might not look at it that way. But but here's the thing. Uh, when you, when you give money to the credit card company and they're, they are charging you like 18% interest and and for that amount, uh, well, you're giving them that money on interest. They're turning it right around 
and and lending it to other people at, at you know more rates or you know just just farming it out so they're making they're making money hand over fist and and it's also not a tax write off either even right now and in the future it's really not going to be anything related to taxes so the the main thing is pay off what's eating you up the most first so if if you're got a credit card debt make the payments and also make more than minimum payments. And, you know, if you make minimum payments on a credit card, uh, you're going to stretch out your debt for like 20, 30 years. Maybe never get it paid off. Right. Uh, whereas, if, whereas if depending on your amount of debt, if you if you get into it and, and make more and, and maybe substantially more than the minimum payments, and you know, get get that out the way and and use the money that you're making the credit card companies rich and, you know, use it for yourself. That That's a big step. So you want to, whatever kind of debts you got, you know, try to make, you know, like principal payments. You know, that, in, that includes the cars and, you know, even mortgage. People say, oh, no, I need to have the tax deduction. Well, you might not have the tax deduction starting next year because the standard deduction is going to change under the new law and you may not be able to take as much interest, if any, uh, for your for your mortgage. Again, it's a big if the numbers aren't finally, but something's going to happen different. So uh, I wouldn't be too reliant on on uh, tax refunds or tax credits on that. The main thing is, if you're paying your mortgage, and let's say of every dollar you pay. Right now, I'm going to make I'm going to make up this number. But let's say of every dollar you pay, you're going to get 10 percent as as a tax credit. Well, why not be rid of the mortgage altogether? And you know, you have that entire dollar to yourself rather than 90 cents going to the lender, and for only getting 10 cents for a tax credit. So you do the math. You know, why not have the money for yourself? And it, again, that's a different kind of mindset than a lot of people have been trained to to have because they say, oh, I need to have a tax credit or or I don't want to pay less in taxes because I'd rather have a refund and let the government have a tax-free loan for next year. Some people like that idea. I, I don't particularly do myself. I appreciate that. So making sure that you are identifying and having a, a realistic conversation with yourself about the debts that you have coming up with a plan for attacking it and you think that potentially starting with the high interest rate debt is probably the best course of action yeah if uh, again do like let's say you have different uh, sizes of debt you have a you you may have uh, big size debt with a relatively low interest and a small size debt with a high interest uh, or whatever. But the main thing is get something paid off first. So you have, you can claim a victory. So that might be the smallest debt, regardless of how much interest it is, as long as it's out of the way, you're not paying on it and you can apply that money to, to the next biggest one or however you prior prioritize it, whatever plan you have, at least have a plan yes. and, and go about it. And, and don't be afraid to ask somebody who, who's in the know, and that doesn't mean necessarily your 
your brother or sister-in-law who, who always know better than you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but just because they think they know something doesn't mean they do. So again, ask someone in the know, uh, like start with your accountant, the person who does your taxes, you know, that's a good unbiased person to ask an opinion of. So I, I'd start there for saying, well, what do you think of this? Or, you know, that kind of thing. They'll, they'll do it. Got it. Excellent. Well, Jim, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? The thing is you want to, again, what we've been uh, talking about uh, before is let, let's get something started. Uh, don't wait. Uh, you know, don't put off your plan saying, well, this, is, this plan isn't perfect. Uh, I need to work on some more. Well, just, just do something. Uh, get it started. Don't, uh, it's the old saying, don't let uh, perfection be the enemy of, you know, not getting anything done. So you want to, you know, have something, just start something, even if it doesn't turn out to be exactly the right way you want to do it, at least you started and you can always make adjustments, always be flexible. Uh, you need to have flexibility anyway, in case an emergency comes up, which gets back to the emergency fund. So <laughs> The main, so the main tip is just get something started today, and and then you can always tweak it as you go along. But just get something in place, and, and so you have something cooking. That is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on, come on. So, and everybody's plan, it's not gonna, it's not gonna go as smooth as we think, and we need to make sure that it's gonna survive that collision with reality. So when things do go sideways. Mm-hmm. Will you abandon your plan? Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully you will be able to adjust course and, uh, and and keep moving in the right direction. So, well, Jim, thank you for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at J Katzman. That's K A T Z A M A N. Uh, Jim Katzman on Facebook, Jim Katzman on LinkedIn, and Jim Katzman on Medium. Uh, that's where I, I publish uh, stories uh, each day, and they're of all different subjects, a lot of them financially related, but not all of them. Uh, and I do life, and ins- life insurance and annuities through LargoFinancialServices.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jim your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Follow him on Twitter. Find him on Facebook and LinkedIn and read all of his great content on Medium and check out LargoFinancialServices.com as well. Thank you again, Jim. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!